0: Partner. Football. Mm-hmm. Football, football, yeah, yeah. football, yeah. football. Yeah. football. Yeah. Get done. Mm-hmm. Dex, if you want to fire the intro, it's up to you. I can stop playing football sounders. Oh, here Otherwise we go. We can just That's let's do it. Do it. Let's, let's do it. No, no. Non-stop no. Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Mm-hmm. Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah. Uh, I think this calls for two sounders here. The breaking news for sure. I don't know about you guys, but with Brian Flores now the new defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings, I think it calls for a, hey, they hired a competent, aggressive, defensive-minded
1: coordinator. Yep. We got the towel. We got the (laughs) towel. We got the towel. We got the flag. It's all okay.
2: Is this some boxer breeze he's going to yeah. wave? Some, it's it's all, all okay. Where's this going next? <laughs> yeah, look at this, man.
1: A little Purple Pride, a little Red McCombs Purple Pride. Oh, I have one of
2: those somewhere, too. Lovely mm-hmm. old Purple Pride.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Stella's welcome, excited. and Stella's excited about it. There I'm sure go, Maya sales. will be excited yeah, about it at some point. Something. Vinny's passed out from excitement. <laughs> um, this is Purple Daily, daily Vikings entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die, and hiring a good defensive coordinator is at least a step in the right direction. Um, We'll get to this breaking news here and what it means in just a moment. The show is presented this, by the way, this live emergency episode of Purple Daily on the Purple Daily YouTube channel is presented by our friends, an official partner of the NFL now, TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Shout-out to Surly Brewing Company. Uh, as well, the official craft beer of Purple Daily. So, all right, Judd, we did a whole episode this morning on why what's happening here. Brian Flores is a finalist for the Cardinals head coaching job. It's basically him and Mike Pettin are the only two standing here in the Vikings defensive coordinator search. We thought this was going to take maybe days to play out. And Flores had a shot to go be the defensive coordinator, maybe under Sean Payton with the Broncos. He
1: chooses the Vikings. What do you make of this? So... I saw that this report just uh, come out from Rappaport and Schefter. The first thing I make is that the Cardinals must have told him, we're not going in your direction. Or he must have got a strong uh, feeling from the insiding, because I can't imagine he would bail on a head coaching job uh, before he gets the chance to talk to him again. And if I'm not mistaken, we talked about this morning, he was going to talk to him again on Wednesday. So I'm guessing something definitely took place there. Uh, I also, just pure speculation, I wonder if the Vikings uh, stepped up their financial offer that if Flores indeed had intelligence that the Cardinals were out on him, that they basically said, okay, we want you, how do we cut off this Broncos thing altogether, right? And they were probably told, well, if you write the check big enough, you're going to get him. So just trying to put the pieces of, of this together and what's unfolded since we I uh, got done with um, our purple daily podcast this morning. I'm guessing that those two things took place in some way, shape or form. But I mean, this was, as we discussed, like this, this to me was the last very palatable option. Like this is a good, solid hire. Yeah. Uh, after this, I think it was time to panic. So like, If this is the one that that you were going to land on, congratulations, kudo, and it's great. Uh, But I still think that there was certainly some cause for concern when we recorded this morning. What I make of this, though, is that um, the Vikings understood that it was basically had become a necessity that if they weren't going to get um, the first two guys that we talked about this morning, that Brian Flores was the real option line.
0: So, excuse me, on the surface, I, I love this. This is, it's 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 a credible name. It's one of the two names reportedly that they had circled top their list. Giro Vero was the other one. He winds up in Carolina. So you didn't have to, like, go six names down your list and uh, just settle for someone. You wind up with someone that you targeted and that you wanted that has a legitimate case to be a head coach in the NFL. I mean, his time as a head coach, Just let's just look at from a leadership perspective here. Brian Flores. The Dolphins were trying actively as, as an organization to tank in 2019, if you remember, when they hired him. He kind of got hired into a really bad, I mean, it was already kind of a dumpster fire franchise for 20 years at that point, post Don Shula, post Dan Marino. And they bring in Brian Flores, and, uh, all right, the cabinets are pretty much bare here, and you're going to have uh, Ryan, the, the corpse of Ryan Fitzpatrick at age, like, 38, and you're going to have Josh Rosen as uh, as a starter for a month during that season too, and they want so the stuff. They started zero and seven. They didn't quit. They could have just started making tea times for the off season, right? And he took that team, that ragtag bunch in 2019, and they wound up winning like five of their last. I want to say nine games, and they went five and four to finish that season. And then they came back, won ten games in 2020. They won nine games in 2021 and he gets fired unceremoniously because the Dolphins' owner was trying to back-channel on, you know, $20 million yachts with Sean Payton and Tom Brady, and Brian Flores blew a whistle on it and said, this is ridiculous. This is a dumpster fire franchise, and I have taken you to 10 wins and 9 wins in back-to-back seasons. So just in terms of leadership, getting players to buy in, yeah, there are some things reported that maybe he didn't get along with Tua uh, behind the scenes in Miami, but he's still young. He's, what, 41 years old. He has spent considerable amount of time around Bill Belichick early in his career, Mike Tomlin in his career. He takes a 3-4 scheme defense to an aggressive man coverage sort of corridor of the 3-4 family. And we went over some of these numbers uh, earlier today and last week in our defensive coordinator episode last week. If you look at Miami Dolphins defenses under Brian Flores, blitzing, aggressiveness, cover one, cover zero, if they're going to give up thirty points, it's it's going to be with, hey, we're just, we're going to be taking it to your quarterback. We're going to try and make him uncomfortable and and force the opposing team into turnovers. So on the surface, this looks like a huge win for Kevin O'Connell, Quasey,
1: and the Vikings. And now it's to me what becomes imperative now is that they certainly go and get the the type of personnel that uh, Flores is going to want. Right, like that yeah. that becomes the next thing. Is that you do go out and make some moves again, I am all for if you're gonna make one significant investment it, um once some salary cap room is cleared in free agency, if it's a cornerback, that's cool with me. I'm fine with that but yeah this this now uh really I think revolves around uh doing what Donatelle couldn't do, which was you do have to make the most of your personnel and you also have to you have to uh scheme it. And use it towards what your limited amount of stars do well. Like Daniil Hunter, who I'm assuming is going to be back, unless there is some type of um issue contractually. Daniel Hunter has to be maximized all season long. And you can't be this, well, he's trying to learn. And I mean, you can't yeah. be, you know, you're in you're into what November, December, and you're like, well, he's still learning. No, you have to have a defense. That that is basically what O'Connell did offensively, which is yes, I've got my beliefs and my system, but we're also going to make sure it revolves around what my guys do well. Yeah, and so and and I give Brian Flores a far better chance of accomplishing that, and that that's the next big step.
0: Well, something to note too: those Dolphins defenses, you know, they had—I mean, my God, like Xavier Howard in his prime a couple of years ago was was able to do things that probably no other cornerback on the Vikings can do. So, so, you know, if if you start to look at the nuts and bolts of those dolphins defenses, second highest pressure rate in the NFL in 2021, they had the second highest blitz rate in 2021, but you can get away with aggressive blitzing style, right? Sending an extra man. When you know that if you leave your cornerbacks on an Island, Hey, you got to go one-on-one, they're not going to get torched. So you bring up kind of a, an interesting Avenue here that we can talk about throughout this episode. I want to get Declan's thoughts here too, but you know, what does this hiring mean for the personnel on defense? They have to get rid of some of these older players for just cap savings, but does it make it more likely that Harrison Smith sticks around for instance, that maybe you, maybe you would keep a couple of veterans sprinkled in and look to save some cap um, with Eric Kendricks or Jordan Hicks or something. But Declan, when you saw this news come
2: across today, what was your first thought? I mean, this is the ideal target, right? I think this was your 1A uh, because he has a great pedigree of being a pretty successful head coach uh, with what he was given with the personnel in Miami. Um, I'm curious, too, of what he wants to bring here. I mean, is it still going to be the 3-4? Are they going to rely more on man than zone? Like, what traits does Kevin O'Connell still want to bring? Or is this also a thing where Kevin O'Connell kind of has to sit down with himself and obviously Brian Flores and say, "All right, what do we want to establish here? Kevin O'Connell wanted his thing established with Ed Donatel, and he trusted him to run that. And from an outsider's perspective, with Brian Flores having success with how he does things, how does that then influence KOC? And where does KOC also still give him the freedom to create his own defensive scheme that makes it successful? And then also, when there are issues, where does KOC have to step in? But personally, I still think getting a guy like Brian Flores, who has been there and done that defensively, ideal hire for the Vikings. Because if they didn't get this guy, I know Judd added had some additional names on our Purple Daily episode on Monday as well. They could have went after uh, if these names started to trickle away. But I do think Flores, at the end of the day, maybe you can put him up there with Ibero, but I think this was the 1A topic or target for them for their defensive coordinator position.
1: I think the thing too now is, so O'Connell, a, a year ago, O'Connell knew what defense he most didn't like to see his teams play against. And I think the the assumption was okay. I can't get or or they didn't get Fangio. I hate playing against what he has basically schemed up, and so I'm going to go get a disciple of Vic, which was Donatel. Um, I think after a year now, the question can't be just what do I offensively not like. It has to be what is offensively or defensively realistic too, and that that again gets back to uh, scheming around and making sure that the top guys that you have are successful the other thing is as well and I think that they le- learned this was you know in sticking with Hicks and Kendricks and not playing Osamoa more they clearly lost the opportunity for a transition there that could have been made it, m- it might have had some hiccups but as we've talked about before how much worse could this defense have been like it was a disaster already so it's not like oh Brian Osamoa sucks You know, put Hicks back in. These are all things that O'Connell probably learned. And look, he's not a defensive guy, and and there's no question. Like there is very few coaches now who come from a side of the ball who are are fluent on the opposite side. They don't. They know what they don't like to see, but they're not fluent there. Uh, I think Brian Flores can basically be um, assistant head coach, defense, which is exactly what you should be, which is where I questioned Ed. Now, this is not all to blame the, the Vikings' 2020 uh, two struggles on, on Donatel, but where I questioned Ed was, Ed was a really good position coach. Like, I do think that in his heyday, he was a good secondary coach. Was he a, a great or good defensive coordinator? I would debate that. I would say no. Flores might not have had the title, but if you look at a guy who, who was a head coach for a couple of years, and Belichick, is very weird with his titles, but there's no question. Brian Flores has had a lot more hands-on pressurized situations than Ed. So I think that this is one where O'Connell can defer more and not be, and and not be as concerned that things are going to fall through the cracks. Things clearly fell through the cracks this past
0: season. Yeah. So here is for people wondering about scheme and Declan, you, you asked a couple of questions about like, are they going to play? Is it, so these are three, four, Sort of base concepts that Donatel brought in Kevin O'Connell subscribes to and Brian Flores comes from a three four background. The question is okay is it is it going to be rooted in in man coverage zone coverage so there's a great write up here actually it's it's parts of two websites so Dolphins Wire did a write up a couple years ago looking at the two thousand and twenty dolphins defense after a couple years of of Flores as head coach, and then they cited some work here from pro Football Focus so You've got your Belichick tree of 3-4, and you've got your Fangio tree of 3-4. The Bill Belichick tree, and this is, again, this is from 2021, but conceptually this still applies, I would assume. The Belichick tree in the bottom left of a graph that they're pointing out shows that the Dolphins, Lions, and Patriots featured the most man coverage with cover zero and cover one. The Vic Fangio tree... Broncos, Bears, Rams is the opposite side with zone coverage like cover four and cover six. So uh, there's another part of this, too, that looks at scheme uniqueness. That's right. Scheme uniqueness. And it says uh, the fascinating part comes in inspecting the graphs included within the study that showcases Miami's coverage uniqueness. The Dolphins check in. At number two overall, just behind the Rams, being unique doesn't necessarily guarantee your coverage and pass defense will be good. But Miami's overall defensive performance clearly indicates that the different looks Flores put together for his unit allowed them to find success on the field. So you can be unique and still run zone, cover four, cover six. Um, it, It sounds like Flores historically has leaned a lot more on man coverage than Donatel did with
2: the Vikings last year. Do the Vikings have the
0: personnel to play man coverage with their cornerbacks? That's the question. Sorry. Mm
2: -hmm. No, you're good. There's also a little bit of uh, more updates from Kevin Seifert on ESPN.com right now. that kind of explains that, number one, that Flores' defense in Miami was known for the heavy blitzing, man-to-man coverage, things that obviously Donatel and the 2022 Vikings stayed away from. And indeed, uh, with a little bit of the timeline, two of these interviews, he did say that sources told ESPN that defensive uh, Broncos coordinator Igero Ivero was the Vikings' top candidate before he took the job, obviously, uh, yesterday with the Panthers after he was released. So it, they, they were obviously targeting Rivero, uh, hmm. but then something clearly has pivoted You know, in the last 24 hours. Cause I believe Iverro took this job about 24 hours we're recording uh, go from right now. So something has happened in the last 24 hours that convinced them, in my opinion, that clearly Brian Flores had to be their guy all along. So, wait,
1: but did Vero bail first, right? Correct. Yeah. They never got an interview. Right. They so never he got said, an interview with him. So he, he was choice one, mm-hmm. and he told O'Connell, <laughs> sorry, bye. And so, but but this is still, look, This if you had told us at the outset of, of the process that it was going to come down to ultimately Brian Flores being the guy, we wouldn't complain. So I'm Not fine with this. I'm fine with this. And I agree. It, it does sound like. He called it the Cardinals and said, uh, "I'm going to take the Vikings' job and bailed." But I mean, again, he he might have gotten intelligence that that was not going to go his way. It's just it had become as much as I am not a a rush to get the guy job. This had be- become imperative that the Vikings, with guys going off the board, made a decision and got a guy. And so, however they got this done, this is a this is definitely a name that I think the entire team is comfortable with you, you go into the Mike Pettin bin and start going down that path. Potentially. If uh, Brian Flores hadn't got this job, I think you get into an uncomfortable discussion of if this was truly your, your guy, can you get up at that press conference and say, you know what? This entire process, we're thrilled to have Mike Pettin. Probably not. Brian Flores. (laughs) I think you can justify that. (laughs) Yeah. Do they keep Pettin on the staff? Yeah, he's probably going to remain. I mean, it's. I think he was O'Connell's bench coach. So unless he, he wants to go back to being a coordinator elsewhere, and I don't know if that would be college or what. Uh, yeah, I, I guess my question is, does Brian Flores now bring in some position coaches and are the Vikings going to have to part ways with guys that Donatel potentially brought
0: Almost in? Almost certainly, yeah. Almost you know, certainly. Which is, again, going to cost you money. Yeah. Well, the will. I'm sure the Wolves had to be nudged a little bit maybe there's some sticker shock on some of these. I mean, the fact that Vic Fangio oh, God. just got a $4.5 million contract. If I'm Brian Flores, I mean, is there, any, I mean, Vic Fangio has been doing it like 20 years longer. So I, I you know, Vic Fangio is going to be highly sought after highly paid, but very interesting. I don't, I don't know if we'll find out what uh, Brian Flores is making, but to pull him away from the Steelers, because he didn't have to leave the Steelers. He was getting, like we talked about this morning on our on our first episode today, he was getting head coaching run as a finalist without being a coordinator. So he didn't have to leave the Mike, the sort of the cushy work underneath Mike Tomlin. The Steelers are progressing in kind of a, like an on the fly rebuild. And, uh, and who knows what happened in the communication with Sean Payton and the saints, but you're basically bringing in a head coach of the defense. I think Donatel was always the coordinator of the defense with some Mike Petten guidance. And then, Kevin O'Connell had to kind of come in a couple come to Jesus meetings. I mean, Brian Flores is is truly a head coach of the defense, mm-hmm. and uh, and he has signed up for whatever this rebuild is going to look like. He has he has clearly bought into it without
1: necessarily feeling pressured to take the job. It's got to be a big payday, right? Because the yeah. the one the the as we discussed this morning, the issue here now is like this is going to take. I would think a couple of years, because like, you're not, you can't go and get every bit of personnel um, in the next, you know, few few months before training camp starts. Uh, And I also have to think that the, that the danger of this job is if you don't improve this thing next year, when the season's done, are there going to be, you know, opportunities to get a head coaching job again? So I got to think that he got, you know, a three-year contract. Or more that pays really well yeah um but to go back to where the vikings were this morning i think they had no choice i really think that they had no choice like who was well we know who was next but like how would that have sat how how would that have looked and forget uh externally i'm saying internally I just don't think that there would have been a ton of excitement if they had uh, paraded Petten up there and and been like, he was basically our bench coach last year, and now he's our DC. I think that that there probably is some skepticism there. So, yeah, this is is definitely, this, this was the most important last guy, and they got him.
0: Here's something that probably stood out. I don't even know if there's an actual resume for Brian Flores at this point. Probably not. Or if he has a LinkedIn profile. But if he did have one. The Dolphins. He took over a dumpster fire situation when Adam Gase left. Right? Adam Gase was just—he's on the Mount Rushmore of being in over your head as a head coach. Right? The last ten years or so. I don't. Know Nathaniel Hackett's the George Washington. <laughs> Adam Gase is somewhere on that list, staring wide-eyed. Yes. Yep. And so, and it's funny because the Dolphins actually like—they were fairly competitive under Adam Gase. They won seven games, but they had. The 29th and 27th ranked scoring defenses in Adam Gase's last couple years. And then in that Dolphins, that first year with uh, Flores taking over, and they were just set up to draft number one or number two with their roster. Mm -hmm. And he gets them to fight for five wins at the end of the season. That was the 32nd ranked defense in the NFL for the whole season. In his second year, they went from the 32nd ranked scoring defense to the 6th ranked scoring defense. Overnight. So the Vikings are probably looking at that saying, okay, that's pretty much what we're going to have to do. If we want to continue forward here and and compete Um, another interesting trend of note in 2019. So again, Flores takes over this dumpster fire and it takes a minute to get things turned around. So that first year, the dolphins gave up the most passing touchdowns of any team in the NFL. His second year, the second fewest passing touchdowns of any team in the NFL. And I believe they rank first in interceptions too. So he came into Miami and it took a year, but by the second year, it was one of the better defenses in the entire league under Flores. So probably a pretty big selling point for where the Vikings are at with their defense right now.
1: I would far prefer if I'm going to, to get burned or struggled defensively, to go down being aggressive, too. Like, that's the thing that drives you crazy when when you can't just say, well, we're, we're willing to give up 10-yard passes because we're going to stop teams deep. Number one, lots of times, as the 2022 Vikings showed, you don't stop teams deep. And two, it's maddening to watch teams be allowed to move down the field even slowly. So, like, if you're going to struggle, I would far rather that you go down being aggressive, sending blitzes, trying to jump routes. And I'm not saying be dumb, but there is somewhere a happy medium, right, between being dumb and being so chill and being so prevent that it's like, what are you doing? Ed, what are you doing? We're just chilling, man. Yeah. Dude, we're just chilling, chilling, guy. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And look. I don't want O'Connell to have to continue to, to basically go prod the guy to play a defensive scheme or system that makes sense.
0: Yeah, this is uh this is fascinating. If you're just joining us by the way, welcome into this emergency live episode of Purple Daily on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. If you could click the subscribe button and the like button, that would be great. It would help us spread the word about this community of Vikings fans. We all just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl at some point before we die and maybe Brian Flores can help uh, point things in that direction. So knowing that those Dolphins' defenses under Flores and sort of the Belichick three-four tree that we're that we're uh, talking about here, that the Vikings have plucked from, a lot more man coverage. They want to be a lot more aggressive. They want to send blitzers, uh, you know, about twice as often as Ed Dinato did last year. What does it mean for personnel? How do you sort of see this playing out now? Okay, Brian, because Brian Flores probably comes in here with some strong opinions about who's actually cooked, who's not. Can we really just do this with all young players? He's probably going to want a couple of veteran players to stick around. To. I agree with what you said earlier, Judd. This probably means that Daniil Hunter is more likely to stick around because uh-huh. wouldn't you kind of want that assurance if you're Flores? Hey, like we're not going to say about that guy, right? I'd, I'd want to know that before I'm taking this job.
1: Well, I've, first of all, I think it means that you're going to go from a 3-4 that was a little bit more. It, it was multiple, but probably a little bit more traditional to trying to look at your personnel. And you've got you've got to, from day one of training camp, have Daniil Hunter do what he does well. So it can't be this. Well, he if Daniil Hunter is at a point in his career where standing up as an outside rush linebacker doesn't work, then he's not doing it. Then he's going to be in the first, he's going to be in the 3-4 four, or 4-3 four, with his hand out, okay? So that's the first thing. Like, this can't be uh, you need to learn this. No, no, no. Brian Flores needs to come in and say, Daniil, what do you want to do? What do you do, do well? Now, the Hunter contract is intriguing. Like, he's going to want to raise again. Um, he certainly has, or he certainly ran into some issues with the team in the Spielman years. So it'll be really interesting to see how, how that plays out. Harrison Phillips, I think is back. Um, my guess is the Darius is not back now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got with a bad back. He's, he, you know, was great when healthy, but he missed the entire year, essentially in 2000, what, 21, 22, half the season. He was very good. And then got hurt again. Um, I got to think Kendricks is gone. I got to think Jordan Hicks is gone. I, um, Patrick Peterson's an interesting one now. You need to upgrade at cornerback. But I guess my question becomes, what is Brian Flores' value from veterans? And do you try and re-sign Peterson? Although I'm not going to break the bank for him at all. Do you keep Harrison Smith because of that? Ideally, do you keep him and restructure him? That's mm-hmm. a possibility. Uh, and then you've got to go out and you've got to get help at cornerback. Uh, I think Lewis seen if he is fully recovered first day of training camp. Has to start like this whole thing about well, can't okay, buy them. No, 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 no. This, this was your first round pick. Agreed. And you either bring Dalvin Tomlinson back or you upgrade there again. But I do think that we will see probably a lot more multiplicity, three, four, 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 three different coverages. And I think what we will see is a defense that, from a coaching standpoint, just day one of camp, is higher functioning.
0: Yeah. Super fast, man. I think um, I think this is still a multi-year defensive rebuild because you just you just have ha- half of your players are aging and or and or becoming free agents, and so it's it it kind of depends on like is is he going to do a good enough job overnight to get a head coaching job? But this is likely the springboard to Brian Flores' next head coaching gig, right? And I think everyone involved has to just be okay with that. Absolutely. I know that there's been some commentary about, uh, you know, and, and you've brought this up too, Judd. Do you want someone that's going to come in here and use you for a year and then go get a head coaching job? And I say, listen, if Brian Flores does a good enough job to take this defense, which was one of the most laughable defenses in the league last year, and he does a good enough job overnight to get a head coaching gig, because he's now, he's going to be judged on that, right? If the defense yeah. is terrible, he might still get an interview or two because he's in that cycle now. But like, He's got to produce as a coordinator, and if he produces enough to get a head coaching job immediately, I think the 2023 Vikings probably had a pretty damn good season mm-hmm. and maybe went back to the playoffs and maybe won a game or two. So I'm all for him using the Vikings in this situation if it raises the level for the entire team and for the next coordinator that comes in.
2: Dex, thoughts? Yeah, I think the whole thing is very interesting just because there's interesting pieces here that you want to keep and build around. Yeah, I mean, you'd love to keep Daniel Hunter. And if I'm Brian Flores, I'm probably already had initial conversations, right, of of that guy has to stay here. And if we have to figure out complicated ways and have difficult conversations on how we have to pay him and figure out the math there, we got to do that. I think it's probably more likely he is now here um, because he is going to want that turnkey as as the best option in his defense. I think Harrison also probably stays. I think he's likely to stay. Um, Lewis Seen has been like tweeting out and putting on his social media all these crazy workout videos. It looks like his rehab is at least progressing heavily from what we're seeing on social media, at least. I agree with Judd. He probably should be a week one starter, if not a very high contributor right away for the Vikings. Um, but there are some still difficult conversations that they have to kind of have here, especially with guys like Zedaria Smith or Eric Kendricks, Pat P., et cetera. Uh, But I think I will also trust Brian Flores and put more trust that, all right, from an outsider's perspective, I know what players here are probably pretty good and what scheme I want to run here. So I won't just bow to him, but I think I will probably default to him on what players and personnel are probably the right ones to have in place over someone else's opinion. And
0: linebackers are kind of his forte. That's how his, he was the, the Patriots linebackers coach. And I'm guessing kind of a de facto defensive coordinator the last three years in New England. That was the springboard to get him the head coaching job. And then he went back to being Maya is very Maya, excited outside. The like Stella
1: now. before. Yeah. Uh, then live. The so
0: if anyone has an eye for, all right, Eric Hendricks, Jordan Hicks, your thoughts, it's going to be Ryan Flores over the next few weeks.
1: Well, and if you're going to keep, if you're going to keep Daniel and most likely extend him, then somebody has to go, right? I, I would think the conversation with Kendrick shouldn't be that that tough. I, I think that that should be a very cut and dry. And he's probably done here. Harrison Smith, I think you're probably going to ask to take a pay cut, but he might take it too. Um, Harrison Smith is in my opinion the viable, the viablest if that's a word, of that group. Patrick Peterson, <laughs> probably gone. Another <laughs> I, I like viable. Uh, but he is the most he, he has the most ability, in my opinion, to, if, if he takes a pay cut, be a solid contributor. I just don't know that Kendricks has a thing left in the gas tank.
2: Yeah. I know Maya's upset about it. I know, I agree. By the way, the press release came out from the Vikings officially announcing this hire, and uh, Chris Thomason noting, too, that when Kevin O'Connell was a rookie in New England, Flores had his first special teams assistant job with the Patriots as a coach. So these two dude have at least some type of background on each other too. I know you was yeah. his guy. Cause he, they also spent time with the Rams too, but these two also have crossed paths before.
0: Yeah. Um, Vikings communication, sending this note out with Pittsburgh in 2022 Flores led a defense. Well, he didn't lead a defense, but he helped lead a defense. They gave up just seven rushing touchdowns, which was tied with new England for the fewest allowed in the NFL. Pittsburgh's opponent also had the league's sixth lowest completion percentage Last year. Um, Again, he was part of a a Mike Tomlin ecosystem there. But yeah, I think just to bring it all kind of back, this is a great hire for the Vikings. It's one of the two names they had circled. Maybe Evero was number one, but Brian Flores was right there. They aren't settling here. They're also bringing someone in to help a young head coach, a guy with head coaching experience. Mm -hmm. So Uh, Any other final thoughts? Oh, by the way, Brian Asamoah just tweeted out star eye emojis and like a
2: smile of some kind with a mm mm-hmm. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's like the smirk, like the... Yeah. Yeah, that emoji. You know what I'm talking about. So Brian
1: Asamoah is very (laughs) excited. Because he he should be starting on opening day 2023. He He should be excited.
0: Yeah. So, all right, any other final thoughts from you
1: guys on this emergency... No, here? I'm just glad it's done. Yeah, I'm glad it's wrapped up, and I'm glad that that they didn't have to go to a secondary list of guys that we we would have probably shrugged and ro- rolled our eyes at. This is yeah. a, this is a um a quality hire. And Phil, you're right. If if he is here a year and gets a job, it means he did something right.
0: Yes, yeah. This is a legit hire. This is Absolutely. this actually makes you excited to think and talk about the defense now, whereas before it was like, oh my god, what is this mess that we have to sift through. This cesspool of mediocrity um so it'll be fun to look ahead now and see what are they going to do with personnel what are they going to do in the in the yeah. draft
1: and maya's trying to weigh in right now
0: she is It's hard is to that understand her though because she no it's maya not, not no Stella. Yeah. she doesn't speak english she
1: just barks and makes yeah. noises so i want to go back home. always tell what Bark.
2: let's go oh <laughs> well, she's
1: not from here She's from out there. Maybe she's we don't know her up. past. I don't know. She's Maybe gonna be, she's she was. Gonna be, yeah. she's gonna gonna be a West upset. Coast dog. Maya yeah. was
0: born and raised in, I don't know, I don't know what, where she was raised, but it was in California.
1: Okay. Yeah. And now uh, you're dragging her to the Midwest where it's freezing cold. Oh, she'll be fine. So she she hates
0: the rain more than anything. So I think if we can just kind so of reduce, reduce the amount of time. like Tommy her. her,
1: She's going to be like, this is a hellhole in Minnesota. Get me out of here. Wow, Jeb, with a 1987 <laughs> Obscure
0: Baseball reference there here. on Tommy
1: Herr, all of our people know. If you don't know who Tommy Herr is, Google it. Find it. It's a great <laughs> anecdote. I'd love to know what percentage of
0: people listening to this episode right now have any idea who Tommy Herr is. Let us oh, know in the us, comments section.
1: Tell us in the comments. <laughs> I'm looking at the comments. They are currently fighting about Kirk. Of course. Our we have mentioned Kirk once. They've, so this they've, they've right? disintegrated, they've disintegrated oh, in, into a huge Kirk fight. I'm watching it. It's hilariously funny. <laughs> does
0: okay, does the Brian Flores hire make it more or less likely that Kirk Cousins sticks around for his uh tomorrow. Age 35 on season? Purple Daily. <laughs> I remember Tommy Hur. Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> All right. Uh Mike Posh says, Is that Ben Hur's cousin? cousin. Something
1: he came like on a chariot from St. Louis. <laughs> Oh, man. All right.
0: We got to go. Bye, Maya. Maya bites my neck. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow with Thor. Some, some uh, reckless draft speculation with our guy Thor Nystrom on Purple Daily tomorrow.